This podcast doesn't have a budget. I mean, not really anyway. We spend time on it, sure, but we don't directly spend money on it. That is, until this episode. I was able to convince my boss, Drew, to let me make one purchase for the podcast. And when my girlfriend and I got home from our Thanksgiving trip, that purchase, it was sitting on our doorstep. What is, what the heck is this? It got rained off. <laughs> They're so cute. I didn't realize it was gonna take so much assembly. It really comes in so many little pieces. Intended for ages 14 and up. So we're, we're all, all good there. This package that was delivered to my house, it was actually for a man named John, John Livria. Hi, you reached John Livria. Sorry I missed your call. Leave me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye now. John is one of our customers, and he didn't pick up when I first called him to participate in the show. But then, a few minutes later, my phone rang. I rushed to get my microphone because as soon as he started talking, I knew he would be the perfect person for episode two of Shoestring. Welcome to Shoestring, the show dedicated to helping small businesses with big ambitions and tight budgets. I'm your host, Alfredo Salkeld. The business owner on this episode, John, he went from running a successful medical technology company to selling microgreens. Yes, microgreens, like the tiny salad greens you see at health food stores. And it all started because he bought a kit at Home Depot to grow them. He watered them, put them out in the sun, but then nothing seemed to be happening. Didn't want to waste the dirt, so I threw it out in a flower bed. Three days later, four days later, it sprouted and I tasted it. I thought it was amazing. That spun me into about eight months research. And that's when Zesty Urban Farms was born. John was hooked on microgreens. He spent $7,000 building out a shed with insulation, dehumidifiers, specialized air conditioning, grow lights, and everything else that's needed to perfect microgreens. He was now obsessed. And this obsession, it's infectious. Within a few seconds of him calling me, I was hooked. I was supposed to be working, but instead, here I was, hanging on every word, learning about the highly specific benefits of microgreens. We talked about the minerals present in them. A lot of people want selenium because it fights infection. We talked about the benefits of freeze-drying microgreens and the price of freeze-dryers. Uh, gosh darn, those things are expensive. They're like five, seven grand a piece. And we talked about what drives him personally to grow microgreens. What feeds me is interaction with people, so money doesn't really make me fly. John will preach the microgreen gospel to anyone who will listen. 20 minutes went by before I realized he had called me back without even knowing who I was or why I called him in the first place. Did you get a chance to listen to my voicemail? No, but I didn't. Okay. I've, just been, I've been so crazy busy trying to, we're partnering with uh, Once Upon a Coconut. That's another part of the business. He was crazy busy, but when I told him I wanted our marketing team to help come up with ideas for his business, he was all in. So a few days later, we jumped on a call to continue the conversation. He called me from his farm. So I actually have an indoor commercial farm right across the way, right across the parking lot is like a Deli Delicious, Pizza Hut. So I'm in a commercial space. As you can see, we put together a whole entire indoor farm, humidity control, airflow, temperature control, all of that stuff. During our conversation, a few things stood out to me that I knew would be important to bring back to the team. First, one of the hard parts of this business is that a lot of people just don't know what microgreens are. I can go out there to 10 people and I can say, hey, do you know what microgreens are? 
three of them will know, seven of them won't. I don't like those odds. Second, this is a grassroots business. If John can get one person excited about microgreens, more will naturally follow. Now, I've pretty much built my entire business on a small farmer's market in this community. Just because people just browse by in a farmer's market, oh, what are these? Oh, let me tell you about those. Oh, wow, can I taste them? Oh my gosh, these taste amazing. I don't need to go out and market. I need to go out and educate. Once I educate, then I have 200 marketers out there. Education is really at the core of what John is trying to do. He needs more people to know that microgreens are magical. And they really are. Microgreens are basically just baby vegetables that are harvested when they're just seedlings. But harvesting them just at that right time unlocks something magical. Take cabbage, for example. It just so happens that cabbage in the first 10 or 15 days has the healthiest vitamin makeup that cabbage will have in its whole entire life cycle. When cabbage is harvested at that time, it carries something called sulforaphane. Sulfora, sulforaf, sulforaphane which is this antioxidant that has a whole bunch of benefits like reducing inflammation and improving blood sugar control. But don't take my word for it. Seriously, look it up. And it just so happens to be almost that, that secret something. But you can only get it in a microgreen. You can't produce it. You can't manufacture it. You can't get it in a vegetable. 60 days later, it's gone. And that's sulforaphane. I didn't know this. Most people don't. And that's what John wants to do with our texting platform. He knows people read their texts, and he wants to build a list so he can educate people about microgreens. And yes, as a result, hopefully sell some more of them. I need for, uh, maybe this town has 40,000 people in there. I need 20,000 people to know what microgreens are, and then I want those same 20,000 to know that they're somewhere to get those microgreens. I had what I needed. I went back to the team with our new mission, Make microgreens famous in Merced, California. First to the table with ideas was Nathan, our head of content. So as far as fame goes, I was kind of thinking old school at the beginning. And if it's a local place like billboards on the, the most busy streets and highways, like very stereotypical stuff, like those sorts of ads. In general, it felt like physical advertising could work to get the word out. Here's Jake, our demand generation specialist. I feel like there, there could be something there. You know, farmer's market, like there's a big one near me that, that we always go to. People will like chalk things down on the, the concrete or, you know, telephone poles, all stickers, all promoting stuff. So like, I, I do feel like there's a little bit of you know, that approach where you could just go hang a bunch of stuff out the day before or maybe place a billboard. That'd be kind of cool. I'm a digital marketer, so I have no idea how much a physical billboard costs. I made a call to a media buyer in the Merced area to find out. I told him I was a podcaster working for a text marketing software company that's helping a microgreen business. What type of business is it? A, a micro brand? Like salad greens. Oh, interesting. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, you're looking for a very inexpensive billboard. Turns out, a small billboard in Merced costs around $1,000 for four weeks. Not unheard of, but for a small business, that's expensive. You'd have to sell a lot of greens to pay for that. Luckily, we had other ideas, like what if he got press attention by beating some sort of world record? Could he 
is there is there no record for like most microgreens grown in a day or something? Like, is there a record that just hasn't been done yet that's low hanging fruit related to microgreens that he could he could check off the list? I actually got in touch with the Guinness Book of World Records, and they emailed me back within a day. Here's what they said. We do not monitor a record specifically as you have suggested, but there may be another category that works for your purposes. Our record-breaking services are customized, and fees depend on the extent of how you promote the record attempt and how our trademarks are incorporated, but typically start at $16,000. Okay, that's not actually the voice of the rep, it was just an email, but their headquarters are in London, so hopefully close enough. But wow, $16,000 that wasn't going to work. And because no microgreen growing record exists, it would actually be closer to $18,000. The show is called Shoestring, after all, so I needed ideas that would work with a more down-to-earth budget. So we kept at it, kept brainstorming, and eventually we had some ideas we were excited about, including one that was worth actually paying for ourselves. It was time to get on another call with John to pitch our ideas. And we started with two easy ones. This podcast is about more than just texting, but Simple Texting, the company I work for that makes this show, is a texting company, after all. So we can't not give him some ideas for his SMS marketing strategy. Danny, our content lead, recommended that he leverage his existing partnerships. It looks sounds like he's already in contact with chefs, so talk to them, say, can you come up with an awesome recipe, or do you have a recipe that you don't mind sharing? And then you just send it out via text, super easy. Right on. I'm into that idea. John was only using texting to let people know when his microgreens were on sale. But we suggested he try sprinkling in messages about their nutritional value or benefits. He could do a whole campaign around this. Calling it farm to phone, like here's the farm to phone update. Second idea I love. Then I started to ease into some of the bigger ideas. The ones that required bigger lift but could also yield bigger results. Our goal with these was to really think outside the box. I, I think this was something that Jake actually was floating around last time we chatted, which was uh, there's got to be something around videos with him. He's a nice outgoing person that's just got a charm to him that people gravitate toward. Like that could actually help him not just talk to an individual one-on-one, -on -one, but videos of some kind. I don't know, maybe TikTok would make sense. Here's how I pitched the idea to John. I don't know how familiar you are with TikTok, but the interesting thing is the reach on there is unbelievable, like the organic reach compared to other platforms. And there's quite a few of these small businesses that they just do the same thing every time. And I was thinking about the story you were you're telling me about how it's not just here's a sample, it's one friend watching another friend try the sample. I told him about another food business that takes advantage of TikTok. Sake soda. They sell an alcoholic soda, and on their TikTok account, they just post the same thing over and over again. Super low-budget clips of people just trying samples of their product. Try some sake soda. This is cherry blossom. It's sick. Right on. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. He's got awesome. 5 million views, 15 million views, 17 million views. If at the farmer's market, you set up a little tripod with your phone, and you just record some reaction videos and just post those to TikTok and see if those go anywhere. I think that could be really interesting. Man, I tell you what, you're really knocking it out of the park. I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. TikTok is a bit of an exception in social media. 
For the most part, when we talk to small businesses, they say that social media doesn't really work for them anymore. They say people don't really see their posts. And that's true. Platforms like Instagram and Facebook, they're pretty much pay to play now. But TikTok, at least, is different. You can get in front of millions of people for free. Of course, you are getting in front of a younger demographic. So we had some other ideas for how John could get in front of more people that involved other platforms, ones that aren't TikTok. So this was, again, more of a PR stunt idea where if you set up a webcam and you live streamed the entire four-week process of seed to harvest, and I could imagine, you know, first-person live streaming food from seed to actually hand-delivering it to a customer and kind of around this idea of radical transparency. So it takes some more lift in figuring out, but again, just could be something interesting for down the line. Oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm just tickled to death. I think this is just great. The key for a PR idea like this to actually work would be to pitch it to local publications, ones that John's customers would read. Another way to get in front of a local audience? Signs. Just regular old A-frame signs. You don't always have to reinvent the wheel. We suggested that John put better signage at his farmer's market stand and get creative with the copy. Danny even had a tagline idea. What are microgreens or what the heck are these? What the heck are microgreens? I, I like that idea. What the heck are microgreens? If people wanted to know, they could just text in the word greens to his number to get an automated text with info and be subscribed to future messages. This text for info idea, John was in. But he was thinking beyond just a sign at the farmer's market. That right there? Well, did you see my storefront? I actually haven't seen the front of it, no. At this point, he unplugged his computer, picked up his laptop, and walked outside. So there's the door. But that's my, that's my tagline. In big letters on one of the windows, it says, add a little zest to your table. And then next to that are several blank windows. Since I'm on a corner, I have every single one of those, those there. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I have another seven windows. Everybody passing by would look over there. It's a, it's a free billboard. Yeah, on one of the busiest streets. Speaking of billboards, that brings me to the box, the one that showed up on my doorstep. I knew I'd never get approval from my boss, Drew, to rent billboard space for Zesty Urban Farms. So instead, I pitched John and Drew on physical ad space that was both budget-friendly and on-brand. I was thinking about what's special about microgreens, and I kept reading about their nutrient density, that they're really small, but they have just so much in them. And so I had this idea. It's kind of crazy, but I think it's a lot of fun and easy to do. Tiny billboards. Oh my gosh. At this point, I was sharing my screen and had mock-ups pulled up of these billboards with headlines we had come up with. Tiny billboards for tiny greens. Microgreens contain four times more nutrients than their full-grown counterparts. And it says, text us to learn more with their phone number beneath that. I like this. And I want to be able to put those in different locations throughout Merced to where, I mean, I, li I would like to even make it into a, a game. The idea was that these mini billboards would get people's attention. I mean, how often do you see a tiny billboard along the sidewalk? Could you pull up that billboard again? Oh my gosh. Do you know what I feel right now? 
number one, I feel excited. I feel appreciative. But as a, as a customer, I'm, I'm wanting to know what can I do for you guys? Their novelty could also serve as a hook to pitch local press. I imagined headlines like, small business owner plants tiny billboards around Merced to promote health food or tiny billboards sprout up around the city to promote indoor urban farm. Well, uh, it's original, Alfredo. Uh, I do marketing nonstop. So hats off to you and your team. The whole billboard thing, it marries well with, with the tiny. I really like you using tiny rather than micro because micro is not a normal word on the tongue. Tiny is. And everyone who understands or is interested in microgreens, it's, uh, well, I, I could keep on talking. You, you knocked it out of the park. I think that's a great idea. There were actually only a handful of these tiny billboards left in stock from a model railroad company. So we bought them and sent them to John. Our goal with this podcast, of course, isn't just to help one business owner, but to inspire lots of them. And maybe tiny billboards make no sense for your small business. They probably don't. But the lesson here is really that being tiny is what can make you special. That can be your advantage. Big box stores, they can't compete with John's story. Well, you know what, Alfredo? I mean, this is just... What you're mentioning is everything that every startup should be doing. This this whole package thing, I mean, I don't know if you guys are selling this or what you guys are doing with it. If this is the type of quality that you guys are bringing, it shouldn't be just texting. You guys should be offering so many more products. We're not selling this. We don't charge customers to appear on this podcast. We just want to help out small businesses. We're boots on the ground. We're in the trenches. And we're just trying to figure it out. But do you know how many businesses that you guys could help? If you want us to help you figure it out, text us at 954-419-3657. And maybe you'll be on our next episode. We only included a fraction of the ideas we presented to John. If you want to see the actual slides from the presentation we shared with him, those are linked in the show notes. Be sure to subscribe to find out how things go with John as he implements some of these ideas. We'll check in with him in a future episode. And while you're at it, if you like the show, be sure to leave a review to help other small business owners find it. Shoestring is a show by Simple Texting, which you can try for free at simpletexting.com. It's written and edited by Denny Henyon and me, Alfredo Salkeld. Thanks for listening. 